Maybe you or someone you know has a serious medical condition. Maybe you're just looking for answers on why you're not feeling well. Well, we've got a great show for you on KLBJ. Hi, I'm Ron Aaron with WellMed Radio, an entertaining and detailed look at health and wellness for seniors and other adults age 18 to 101. We bring you recommendations on how to live longer and healthier lives. Tune in to WellMed Radio Saturdays at 7 p.m. with the Caregiver SOS show immediately following right here on News Radio KLBJ. Live and local, every afternoon, 2 to 4. This is Mark, Melinda, and Ed on News Radio KLBJ. Call or text them at 512 836 It's really beautiful to hear you speak the truth about things. Now, Mark, Melinda, and Ed. Welcome back, Melinda. Why, thank you. Thank you so much. Good to have you here. How are you? I'm doing well. How are you? Very well. Ed is out today. He'll be back tomorrow. You see how that works? (laughs) (laughs) Kyle is here producing. Thanks so much for joining us. The video shows illegal aliens charged with attacking New York City police officers, flipping the bird to the news cameras as they walk out of court in New York City without putting up one penny for bail money to get out of jail. And it says so much about the current situation in America. Yes. Uh, One, when I'm reading this, I'm like, they attacked two New York police officers, um, injured them, and the judge says, at least for one of these guys, you don't have a criminal history, so you can leave. Um. What about the fact of being here illegally? That doesn't count as a history? To me, that's the big one right there. You're a flight risk. You're not getting any bail, period. Yeah, it is amazing to me that a judge just says, walk on out. And there's, you don't have to put up anything at all. Just walk on out and we'll hope that you show up or we can find you when Mm -hmm. this actually comes back to court. Mm Mm-hmm. And New York City is a sanctuary city. New York is a sanctuary state. They do not cooperate with ICE agents. So even if ICE has an interest in this, they usually find a brick wall when they try to communicate with New York City or the state of New York. Sometimes you put yourself in this own situation, and the people here, it's not the lawmakers that decided, hey, we're going to be a sanctuary city. It's these poor police officers that are working the streets, doing their best that they can, um, that are the ones that are at the the bad end of this, the bad end of the stick. The lawmakers mm-hmm. aren't having to pay the cost for it. It's the people that are out on the street every single day that don't have private security. Yes, officers are their own private security, if you want to look at it that way. But they're the ones that are having to encounter to apparently, in this case, put up with being disrespected and getting beat down. It's really disgusting. And then to just turn around and the this guy, the one that just decided his response to being let go. I mean, he's getting... The American dream. He mm-hmm. came here illegally, was allowed in. He beat up on officers, was allowed to just walk out of the courtroom. And his response is to flip off the reporters. Yeah, he wasn't the only one, too. I saw others with big grins on their face, mocking the United States as they flipped off the cameras. They entered illegally. 
Now they've committed a serious crime, attacking police officers, and they're walking out. Mm -hmm. And and that decision by the judge is just reinforcing to them, hey, I'm here for good. I don't have to assimilate. I have complete disdain for your laws and the way you operate. I'm untouchable. Yeah, nothing's going to touch me. Nothing's going to get me down. I'll continue to do exactly what I want to do. Yay, America. Uh the ICE uh, agents who've been contacted about this say they run into all kinds of trouble if they're even able to get in touch with New York. They're just not, they don't cooperate. It's been that way for years in cases like this. The police union in New York City is furious, as they should be, uh, that the officers were attacked in the first place and then that the judge just turned these people loose. And one of them already had two other serious mm-hmm. crime charges. He was awaiting charge uh, trial on those other charges yeah so i would like to know that judge that said well the one guy has no criminal history that's why well what about the one again i still go they're here illegally that's that's to start with uh and two how do you know that i mean they're not from here originally how do we probably don't know their background from where they came from um but okay let's say i accept your premise there judge what about the dude that already has a criminal history you let walk out yeah, and uh, they uh, they know that Venezuela is not cooperating. Even if we contact them, it's very difficult to find out if these guys have any kind of a record. 512-836-0590. You can weigh in with your thoughts. Brian is in San Marcos with Mark and Melinda. Hey, Brian, how you doing? Great. Good afternoon. I was just want to chime in. One of the problems I have with exactly what's going on is the mass amount of young men or men coming across the border. And it's been told, and I believe it's probably happening, that many of these countries are emptying their prisons and sending the worst to us to take care of. And that judge to say that, oh, I don't know what your background is, so I'm just going to let you go, is kind of the oxymoron. And what's wrong with the judges today that so many people just need to be taken off the bench because they're not thinking. And the mere fact that this guy could have a rap sheet as long as my arm in regards to what he did in his prior country. It shouldn't matter what he's done here. The mere fact is these guys are bad people. They've shown it here in the United States. They're not even U.S. citizens. They should be expelled immediately. And then secondly, we are getting the worst from these countries. And a lot of people are going to say, well, we're not getting the worst. We get a lot of women and children. Look, I understand that, but I think that the majority of the people coming across the border are probably not the best people in the world, and the gangs know it, and we're getting the worst. Well, and Brian, that's what we're we're seeing. It's not men and women that are, I mean, men and children that, uh, women and children, (laughs) oh my goodness, uh, that are leading who's coming over. It is men. It is. Uh, men that are of that fighting age that we're seeing more and more and more, and they're the predominantly what we're seeing cross the border. So that argument yeah, I, about they're coming here uh, because they're seeking a better life, I mean, Exhibit A here, they're, they're really seeking in a better life by beating up police officers at the place where they decided to crash? Yeah, absolutely. And if you think that they did that the first time that that's, they, they've ever done that, I, uh, I, I, can't, I can't buy it. I mean, anybody who's going to do that has done something like that in the past, if not worse. And it, it's sickening to see a judge. And I, I've lost faith in our judicial system to a certain point when it comes to these, you know, you know bail 
uh, and these judges letting people out and walking around. The police union should be upset. Police officers should be upset. And this has uh, got to stop. And the only way to stop this is to start voting in people who are going to start upholding the laws and, and, and doing the things they need to be doing. Brian, thank you. Have a good afternoon. 512-836-0590. You know if these guys will attack two police officers in broad daylight in Times Square, they will not hesitate to prey on innocent U.S. citizens in New York City. On anybody. Yes. And, and we just told them it's okay. Mm-hmm. Steve is with us at 210. Mark and Melinda. Steve, good afternoon. How are you? Fine. How are you all today? Fine, Steve. Welcome. Well, you know, everybody's talked about what went on in New York with these guys and beating up on these cops, but nobody's come out and said, is it a Democratic judge or a Republican judge? If it's a Democratic judge, that answers all your questions right there. Yeah, I have not seen that reported yet. I've looked at several different stories on this, Steve, and I haven't seen the name or party of the judge. Right. Well, just like the last caller said, it's just like Austin itself. I live on the outskirts of Austin. I, I do not feel sorry for anybody in Travis County anymore. Everything they vote, when they vote these Democrats in, they bring on themselves. When they look what they've, they've destroyed Austin. Austin used to be a beautiful city and it's, it's turned into just complete chaos. So you see what they're doing with the country. You vote a Democrat in office is what you get. Steve, thank you. And New York City is deep blue. Mm-hmm. So if this judge was elected, by the public, you can pretty well guess it was with a heavy Democratic vote. 512-836-0590. Get in here and join the discussion. We've got more of your calls and more stories to cover. Coming up just ahead, Mark and Melinda. Mark, Melinda, and Ed are on your radio at 99.7 FM or 590 AM. And you can stream the show live on your digital device via the free news radio KLBJ app. New York Governor Kathy Hochul and New York City Mayor Eric Adams both have been asked about these illegal aliens attacking the New York City police officers. And the media have started asking them, now do you want to start deporting these illegal aliens? Uh, Governor Hochul yesterday afternoon said, yeah, I'm open to that. I think we ought to take a look at that if they commit criminal acts. And Mayor Adams essentially said the same thing when he was asked about it yesterday. So I think they're starting to feel the heat and the sense that their constituents in New York are probably very angry about this kind of stuff. Well, I... Just because they're saying they'll think about it doesn't mean it will happen. I, I, I didn't get a lot of we're stern on this, you know, all in when you have them say, I mean, if someone commits a crime against a police officer and they're not here legally, it's definitely worth checking into to see if maybe we should <laughs> deport them. Uh, yeah, we should deport them if they're here illegally. That is That is the bottom line for me. If they choose to not even respect our laws from day one why would you want them here you don't they will never assimilate these guys will be trouble from now on let's go to kyla in round rock 215 mark and melinda how are you today kyla good thank you and you very well welcome aboard thank you i disagree with absolutely what you just said 
they're here illegally. I don't care what their background is. They need to be deported. And then on top of that, you're here illegally and you attack a police officer. You should be already in another country. You should be gone. I, I, and, and just like you said, they, they're criminals. And they, and that is such proof. We have no idea who is coming into our country. And it, it's on anybody's street in America you could be attacked by these people. And because we don't know who they are. And that judge, I don't know your background. All he needed to know is they're here illegally and they attacked a police officer. That's it. You, you, I just can't believe this is happening in America. Yeah, agreed. Uh, agree with uh, all of those points, Kyla. Thank you. 512-836-0590. You can call, you can text to join the conversation. Uh, in the U.S. House of Representatives, a bill has been passed to deport illegal immigrants who are convicted of drunk driving. It was passed 274 to 150. 150 Democrats voted against it. 59 Democrats voted with the Republicans to approve this bill. Okay, <laughs> that tells you a lot about why we have the situation that we have. Here you've got a bill put forth. Someone's here illegally. They then go and commit another crime, this case being driving while under the influence, something that we used to lock up people for. I know it's not that common anymore because we hardly lock up anybody for anything anymore. Mm -hmm. But you have 150 Democrats that say, no, that shouldn't, they shouldn't get deported for that. Sure, it was just an honest mistake. I I was under the impression uh, they were already in a category to be deported if they were convicted of drunk driving or any crime for that matter. Well, I know that under the Biden administration, they were only looking at deporting those that they say had violent histories, um, which, I mean, we just talked about someone, couple, several someones that attack. I don't, I, the officers had minor injuries, so maybe they don't look at that as violent. Mm-hmm. Um, but I guess they don't look at driving under the influence violent either, even though there's case after case after case that that can lead to the death of innocent people. 512-836-0590. Susan is with us at 218. How are you today, Susan? I'm fine. I'm calling from Livingston. <laughs> um, well, I just wanted to share something. I remember Neil Bort saying, you remember when he was on KLBJ? Oh, yes. And he, re- yeah, he retired in 09, I think. Well, he said in 20 years, he said, give it 20 years. This country is going to look nothing like what we see now. And and we're, we're seeing it now, you know. And I just think it's, you know, kind of prophetic. <laughs> so what's, but, uh, what's, what's the main lesson that, that you're drawing from this incident in New York City involving the attack on the police? Well, uh, it's like the caller said before. I mean, they're here. And, I mean, if we deport them, what, how and, and where are we going to deport them if we don't know who they are and where they came from, you know? All right, Susan, thank you. Uh, the authorities say, all of these guys say they're from Venezuela. There have been periods where Venezuela has said, we're not taking anyone back if you want to deport them. Now, over the course of the last year, President Biden 
says he has been able to get Venezuela to take some back on deportation flights. Is that why they're not pursuing it? Because they have nowhere to send them? Do you have to send them back to Venezuela? How about we just don't let them in? In the first place? Yeah. Yeah, that would take care of a lot of it, wouldn't it? Jim is on uh, KLBJ at 219. Jim, good afternoon. How are you doing? Hey, guys. I'm doing all right. I love your show. I'm glad you do it. It's very informative. Keeps people updated as to what's really going on versus the uh, blankety-blank media. Um, (laughs) This this situation with uh, the governor of New York, I, I just find it amusing they want to keep these people, and they don't want to keep these people. Uh, they're in a little bit of a dilemma. I don't think they expected the pushback from their citizens that they're getting. Um, they want the body count so they can have more consi- more uh, Congress seats, congressional seats. That's already been proven. They've already admitted that. Uh, and then you have the uh, talk of amnesty floating around in time for the 2024 election. You have that to throw around. But at the same time, you have all these people that are assaulting the cops. And uh, where is it all going to end? I don't know. That's the scary part is who knows how this ends. It doesn't appear to be that it's for the good of all of us. It's, it's like musical chairs, and uh, it's not a very good song. Jim, thanks. Appreciate it, sir. 512-836-0590. You were talking about those deportation flights to Venezuela, and it reminded me that I saw something a little bit earlier today, and so I just checked it out. Just Tuesday, two days ago, Venezuela said, we're going to stop accepting these deportation flights. This after Biden said that he was going to reimpose the sanctions on Venezuela's oil and gas industry. So now Venezuela is saying... Fine. We don't. We won't take our people back again. I know we had this. We had this agreement. Yes. We're not, not going to do it again. So here we go. There's there's nothing to be done apparently with these individuals. I mean, if you can't send them back to Venezuela, you can't stop them from coming in. The least you can do is hold them in a jail. Yes, and then upon conviction, give them the maximum sentence. Take them out of action as long as possible, uh, because they uh, very quickly are learning that they can prey on a lot of people in our country without any recrimination. Exactly. Uh, David is calling at 222 on KLBJ. How are you today, David? Welcome. I'm great. I'm great. Thanks for taking the call. Yes, sir. Well, I was just going to say that anyone who's sort of on the liberal side of this issue or or lenient towards the immigration uh, as a whole, put yourself uh, in their shoes. You know, go to another country illegally, commit a crime against the law enforcement in that other country, and then thumb your nose at the justice system of that country and see what happens to you when you're over there. I can't imagine that most Americans would would feel comfortable or even think of doing that in another country, knowing that they're there illegally, yet we put up with it here. So I would say anyone who's offering some, you know, um, ways to sort of mitigate the illegal and accommodate them in whatever way, uh, which I'm against completely. Um, I think they should, they should they should consider doing that in another country and see what comes of their fate. Well, David, you don't have to look back too far where we had some uh, an American f- legally go to what was it Russia and committed a crime, and they helped them. 
And there was a lot of outrage that how dare Russia hold them uh, for committing what Russia says is a crime in their country. So I don't have a lot of hope that those same people that were mad because Russia actually enforces their laws would even think twice about what you just said. They would be like, ah. 100 percent agree with you. Hundred percent. I could not imagine me, uh, as well traveled as I might be, going over to some place and committing even the slightest crime and thinking I'm going to get away with it because they just don't put up with it. And so that's why they're coming here. They're getting away with it. And the fact that this New York judge, regardless of his background or who appointed him or how he got there, you know, the basis for his decision is just horrendous. And at the end of the day, it's like everyone says. You get what you vote for. David, thank you, sir. Have a good afternoon. 512-836-0590. You can call, you can text to join the conversation. Uh, Seven illegal immigrants from Venezuela have been arrested so far in connection with the attack on the New York City police officers. New York says it's looking for two other suspects at this time. Uh, We go to Terry in North Austin, 225. Hey, Terry, welcome. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Fine, Terry. Welcome. Okay, so I'll, I'll talk fast because I have a lot to say as usual. Um, first <laughs> of all, I just left a, a class. I'm in real estate, and we're talking about our seniors struggling because of this recession, people that work their whole lives. So don't get me started on that. It costs $116 minimum a day. I have family that worked in the prison system to put criminals in our prisons. We pay for that. The, the, the prisons in Venezuela are mostly run by gangs. So when Melinda was talking about them dumping their prisons out, she is not kidding. So they can come to our prison, it's like the Hilton. Meanwhile, they're coming from gang-run prisons. I'm so angry right now, I could just scream. And police officers are being attacked. Who? I want to know. They will not say who that judge is in New York City. And I would like to know who it is, wouldn't y'all? Well, yeah, I think uh, the public should know. That should be a standard... Piece of reporting, yes. Anytime a judge just releases, it should be a part of the story, absolutely. It's a big old secret for some reason, and we know exactly why. But nobody's taught, we're going to be bankrupt. This will bankrupt us to take care of criminals. I mean, if, if they said like 15 out of 23 prisons in Venezuela are run by gangs, and we sent money to Venezuela to help them with their prison system, but yet we're now letting them, they are sending, they don't care. They're like, ooh, let's take more money and get them out of here, and we'll just keep the money. The gangs will. It's all such a racket, and nobody's looking at the big picture. Terry, thank you. Have a good afternoon. 512-836-0590. And the, the last part that she just said is the extremely frustrating part. We always hear, well, we need to send more money to help these countries better themselves so these people aren't wanting to leave. But they do exactly what Terry just said. They take the money and they use it for their corrupt, if you want to call it government, government officials that are there, and it never goes to the country. So why are we sending it to them? Why? It's crazy. It's total lunacy. All right, 227. We've got news headlines coming up just ahead and much more to cover. It's Mark and Melinda, 2 to 6, live and local on KLBJ. Mark, Melinda, and Ed are on your radio at 99.7 FM or 590 AM. Now, here are Mark, Melinda, and Ed. Ed's off today. Thanks a lot for joining us. Kyle is here producing. And Marvin has a comment on that story out of Connecticut. 
and the tampon dispensers in the boys' restrooms and locker rooms in the high schools. Hey, Marvin, how are you today? Doing well. How are you guys doing? Fine, Marvin. Welcome. Well, first off, I want to say I really, I really love your show. It's nice to have a, a voice of reason. Well, Melinda does have a reasonable <laughs> outlook on things. I agree with you. <laughs> I agree. Well, so I was thinking, you know, if they're forcing them to put, uh, the state is forcing them to put the tampon dispenser in the boys' restroom, shouldn't they also be putting urinals in the girls' restroom? I hadn't thought of that, Marvin, but trying to figure out the rationale of some of these people will drive you crazy. <laughs> Uh, yeah, you'll well, go I mean, nuts it, it trying all, to figure it out. Again, it seems like yeah, it would well, just be easier to say, here is a one-stall bathroom with everything that is ever needed for anybody that's possibly going to use this, and you go in one at a time. Yeah, that's not a bad idea. Marvin, thanks so much. You have a good afternoon, yeah. sir. We appreciate it. 512-836-0590. Western Oregon University has informed all of the students that starting in the fall of 2024, there will be no more grades of F or D minus. Uh, if you actually make an F or a D minus, you'll see an NC, which means no credit. And if you want to get credit for that course, you have to retake it and pass. And they are now implementing this for all courses for all students at Western Oregon University. And I'm going to call a big old BS on their reasoning for this. They say that if a student sees a D or a F, they're just going to drop out. But if they see an NC, they'll keep going. Bull. I'm guessing they aren't really looking at the grade itself and they're going we didn't get this material. I'm not interested in this material. This isn't for me. I tried it. I'm done. I don't think an actual letter grade compared to a NC means you automatically stay in school if you have an NC, but you drop out if you have a D or a F. Yeah, the leadership of the university says a D or an F sends a very powerful psychological signal of failure. To the student. And our numbers indicate 65% of freshmen who get an F in the first quarter of their first year in college end up dropping out. They, they don't go on and finish. It's such a psychological blow to them to make an F in that first semester that they are just done. They just cannot go on and finish and get a degree. So are they saying they're too dumb to realize an NC is failing too? And that doesn't have the same sign. They know if they're failing. It doesn't matter if you put an F on it or if you put an NC. They know that they do not understand what was being taught to them, and they're not getting it. It doesn't matter how you dress it up. Well, the leadership of the school says in some of these cases, these students just weren't trying hard enough. Too much partying in that freshman year. That's why they got an F or a D. Okay. That doesn't. You're not explaining to me why then an NC means they don't, they're not partying or that they continue, and just because they got an F, they drop out. I would imagine if they get an NC and it's the partying and they're deciding this isn't for them, you're going to get the same results. Some of the critics of this are also uh, worried now this will lead to grade inflation 
And uh, when you have great inflation, the private sector has no idea about the quality of that student that's walking out with a degree. They, they really don't know. Did they truly face academic rigor? And did they achieve the required results? Or were they just passed along and they got inflated grades throughout so the university could say, look at us, we're retaining students. We now have 80% who enter and they end up graduating. Yeah, they're saying that NC is not going to affect the GPA. Sometimes that's what the kids need. That's the kick in the pants to go, okay, I got out my newfound freedom my freshman year, but I did so at a cost to my grades. And if I want to be successful, I need to now put in the effort and put in the work moving forward. We'd like to get your thoughts on this. Is this a good move by this university? Do you see problems with it? 512-836-0590. We'd like to get your thoughts. Remember, they say in in their case, 65% of their freshmen who got at least one F in the first quarter of the academic year of their freshman year ended up not finishing and earning a degree. And they would like to see... uh, they, their goal is to raise overall retention and graduation to 80%. 80% of the students who enroll as freshmen would end up earning a degree at Western Oregon University. And they believe this will really boost their numbers. So they do hit that goal of 80% earning a degree. So they did the research and they said, you dropped out because you got an F. If that would have been an NC, you would have stayed in. Okay, we're going to implement that now. I doubt they did that. I, they didn't. Let me just tell you, <laughs> they did not. This to me just sounds like uh, universities are hurting because kids are realizing they don't have to go, especially if it's not for them. They realize it's not for them. Why are they going to continue to uh, incur that debt going? And universities are going, wait, wait, we need the money. Mm-hmm. Here's one of the skeptics. This is Professor Mark Horowitz at Seton Hall University in New Jersey. He says, I believe there is uh, not a lot of merit in this growing focus on student success, meaning earning a degree. I worry this desire to maximize retention and hand out degrees will water down the quality of our graduates. Listen, we're doing it in all levels. We are lowering the bar. Uh, It is starting at a very young age, continuing through high school, and now we're going to continue it into the universities. Let's go to Sam at 253. Mark and Melinda. Sam, good afternoon. How are you today? Hey, guys. I'm doing great. Wonderful show. I I think this is a genius move by the university. (laughs) How so? uh, How so? they They have managed to figure out how to hand out participation degrees nobody's going to leave and they're not going to lose any money the kids are just going to cycle through their fastfoods and live off their parents and go to college forever participation degrees oh my goodness <laughs> well no, I, I see i see what you're getting at everybody gets a trophy yeah, you get participation degree. degrees mm-hmm. and, and the yep. money keeps flowing go. in yep. yeah there you go ten, 10 years in college and look what i got <laughs> <Hey>. <laughs> oh, man. sam have a good one sir thank you 
Thank you, guys. You too. Appreciate Bye. it. Have a good day. Let's go to Tyler and Kyle. Hey, Tyler, welcome. How you doing? Hey, guys. Thanks for taking my call. Uh, definitely agree with what you guys were just saying, that it's basically just a participation trophy at this point. And uh, they've gotten rid of uh, giving zero grades in grade school when you just don't turn something in or just don't do a project. And now it's moving into college. Uh, and they're really just robbing these kids of the experience of failure, uh, which is a very, very valuable experience to go and fail at something and go and sit with that thing and then come back and be better. Uh, but I just wonder how far we're going to kick the can down the road. Is this going to veer into the workplace next where, you know, it's okay if they just don't show up to meetings or don't do their assignments because we don't want them to feel bad about not doing those things, right? I just wonder where it ends. Well, you're, yeah. you're, you're right to uh, ask those serious questions, mm-hmm. Tyler. Does this Great. begin to, to spread through the private sector? And you can yep. imagine all of the negative effects on the economy when it does. Well, thanks for taking my call, guys. Love your show. Uh, hope you guys have a great day. Thank you. You thanks, too, Tyler. Tyler. You too. Thanks so much. 512-836-0590 to join the discussion. Also in Oregon, the Oregon Supreme Court today ruled that 10 Republican state senators are ineligible to run for re-election. These are Republicans who kept uh, walking out of the Oregon Senate so that they didn't have enough on hand to vote on key issues? I'm going to first say I don't agree with the work, the, the walking out. You are elected to do a job. You may not win every single thing or have things go your way, but you should be there to do that job. I don't like it when you got the Oregon GOPs. I didn't like it when we had them walk out at the Texas uh, legislature. Right. I don't like it. Do your job. With that said... I don't think you can say you can't run for re-election. Let their constituents decide if that's the kind of person they want to represent them. All right, we've got news next and much more to cover. It's Mark and Melinda with you right here on KLBJ. Mark, Melinda, and Ed are on your radio at 99.7 FM or 590 AM. Now, here are Mark, Melinda, and Ed. Ed's off today. Thanks a lot for joining us. Kyle is here producing, and Marvin has a comment on that story out of Connecticut and the tampon dispensers in the boys' restrooms and locker rooms in the high schools. Hey, Marvin, how are you today? Doing well. How are you guys doing? Fine, Marvin. Welcome. Well, first off, I want to say I really I really love your show. It's nice to have a, a voice of reason. Melinda does have a reasonable (laughs) outlook on things. I agree with you. (laughs) I agree. Well, so I was thinking, you know, if they're forcing them to put, uh, the state is forcing them to put the tampon dispenser in the boys' restroom, shouldn't they also be putting urinals in the girls' restroom? I hadn't thought of that, Marvin, but trying to figure out the rationale of some of these people will drive you crazy. Uh, yeah, you'll well, go I mean, nuts it, it trying to figure it out. Again, it seems like yeah, it would well, just be easier to say, here is a one-stall bathroom with everything that is ever needed for anybody that's possibly going to use this, and you go in one at a time. Yeah, that's not a bad idea. Marvin, thanks so much. You have a good afternoon, yeah. sir. We appreciate it. 512-836-0590. Western Oregon University 
has informed all of the students that starting in the fall of 2024, there will be no more grades of F or D minus. Uh, if you actually make an F or a D minus, you'll see an NC, which means no credit. And if you want to get credit for that course, you have to retake it and pass. And they are now implementing this for all courses for all students at Western Oregon University. And I'm going to call a big old BS on their reasoning for this. They say that if a student sees a D or an F, they're just going to drop out. But if they see an NC, they'll keep going. Bull. I'm guessing they aren't really looking at the grade itself and they're going, we didn't get this material. I'm not interested in this material. This isn't for me. I tried it. I'm done. I don't think an actual letter grade compared to a NC means you automatically stay in school if you have an NC, but you drop out if you have a D or F. Yeah, the leadership of the university says a D or an F sends a very powerful psychological signal of failure to the student. And our numbers indicate 65% of freshmen who get an F in the first quarter of their first year in college end up dropping out. They, they don't go on and finish. It's such a psychological blow to them to make an F in that first semester that they are just done. They just cannot go on and finish and get a degree. So are they saying they're too dumb to realize an NC is failing too? And that doesn't have the same side. They know if they're failing. It doesn't matter if you put an F on it or if you put an NC. They know that they do not understand what was being taught to them, and they're not getting it. It doesn't matter how you dress it up. Well, the leadership of the school says in some of these cases, these students just weren't trying hard enough. Too much partying in that freshman year. That's why they got an F or a D. Okay. That doesn't, you're not explaining to me why then an NC means they don't, they're not partying or that they continue. And just because they got an F, they drop out. I would imagine if they get an NC and it's the partying and they're deciding this isn't for them, you're going to get the same results. Some of the critics of this are also uh, worried now this will lead to grade inflation. And uh, when you have grade inflation, the private sector has no idea about the quality of that student that's walking out with a degree. They, they really don't know. Did they truly face academic rigor? And did they achieve the required results? Or were they just passed along and they got inflated grades throughout so the university could say, look at us, we're retaining students. We now have 80% who enter and they end up graduating. Yeah, th they're saying that NC is not going to affect the GPA. Sometimes that's what the kids need. That's the kick in the pants to go, okay, I got out my newfound freedom my freshman year, but I did so at a cost to my grades. And if I want to be successful, I need to now put in the effort and put in the work moving forward. We'd like to get your thoughts on this. Is this a good move by this university? Do you see problems with it? 512-836-0590. We'd like to get your thoughts. Remember, they say in, in their case, 65% of their freshmen who got at least one F in the first quarter of the academic year of their freshman year 
ended up not finishing and earning a degree. And they would like to see, uh, they, their goal is to raise overall retention and graduation to 80%. 80% of the students who enroll as freshmen would end up earning a degree at Western Oregon University. And they believe this will really boost their numbers. So they do hit that goal of 80% earning a degree. So they did the research and they said, you dropped out because you got an F. If that would have been an NC, you would have stayed in? Okay, we're going to implement that now. I doubt they did that. I They didn't. Let me just tell you, <laughs> they did not. This to me just sounds like uh, universities are hurting because kids are realizing they don't have to go, especially if it's not for them, they realize it's not for them. Why are they going to continue to uh, incur that debt going? And universities are going, wait, wait, we need the money. Mm-hmm. Here's one of the skeptics. This is Professor Mark Horowitz at Seton Hall University in New Jersey. He says, I believe there is uh, not a lot of merit in this growing focus on student success, meaning earning a degree. I worry this desire to maximize retention and hand out degrees will water down the quality of our graduates. Listen, we're doing it in all levels. We are lowering the bar. Uh, it is starting at a very young age, continuing through high school, and now we're going to continue it into the universities. Let's go to Sam at 253. Mark and Melinda. Sam, good afternoon. How are you today? Hey, guys, I'm doing great. Wonderful show. I, I think this is a genius move by the university. <laughs> how so? How so? They have, they have managed to figure out how to hand out participation degrees. Nobody's going to leave, and they're not going to lose any money. The kids are just going to cycle through their FAFSAs and live off their parents and go to college forever. Participation degrees. <laughs> Oh my goodness! <laughs> well, no, I, I see. I see what you're getting at. Everybody gets a trophy. Yeah, you get participation degree. degrees, mm -hmm. and, and the yep, money keeps flowing go. in. Yep. Yeah. There you go. Ten, ten years in college, and look what I got. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Sam, have a good one, sir. Thank you. Thank you, guys. You too. Appreciate Bye. it. Have a good day. Let's go to Tyler and Kyle. Hey, Tyler. Welcome. How you doing? Hey guys. Thanks for taking my call. Uh, definitely agree with what you guys were just saying that it's basically just a participation trophy at this point. And uh, they've gotten rid of uh, giving zero grades in grade school when you just don't turn something in or just don't do a project. And now it's moving into college. Uh, and they're really just robbing these kids of the experience of failure, uh, which is a very, very valuable experience to go and fail at something and go and sit with that thing and then come back and be better. Uh, but I just wonder how far are we going to kick the can down the road? Is this going to veer into the workplace next where, you know, it's okay if they just don't show up to meetings or don't do their assignments because we don't want them to feel bad about not doing those things, right? I just wonder where it ends. Well, you're, yeah. you're, you're right to uh, ask those serious questions, mm -hmm. Tyler. Does this Great. begin to, to spread through the private sector? And you can yep. imagine all of the negative effects on the economy when it does. 
absolutely. Well, thanks for taking my call, guys. Love your show. Uh, hope you guys have a great day. Thank you. You thanks, too, Tyler. Tyler. Thank you. Thanks so much. 512-836-0590 to join the discussion. Also in Oregon, the Oregon Supreme Court today ruled that 10 Republican state senators are ineligible to run for re-election. These are Republicans who kept uh, walking out of the Oregon Senate so that they didn't have enough on hand to vote on key issues? I'm going to first say I don't agree with the work, the, the walking out. You are elected to do a job. You may not win every single thing or have things go your way, but you should be there to do that job. I don't like it when you got the Oregon GOPs. I didn't like it when we had them walk out at the Texas uh, legislature. Right. I don't like it. Do your job. With that said... I don't think you can say you can't run for re-election. Let their constituents decide if that's the kind of person they want to represent them. All right, we've got news next and much more to cover. It's Mark and Melinda with you right here on KLBJ. Maybe you or someone you know has a serious medical condition. Maybe you're just looking for answers on why you're not feeling well. Well, we've got a great show for you on KLBJ. Hi, I'm Ron Aaron with WellMed Radio, an entertaining and detailed look at health and wellness for seniors and other adults aged 18 to 101. We bring you recommendations on how to live longer and healthier lives. Tune in to WellMed Radio Saturdays at 7 p.m. with the Caregiver SOS show immediately following right here on News Radio KLBJ.